World Podcast number 321 for Wednesday, September 26th, 2012. Hello again, listeners. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm your host this week, Philip Michaels. We continue our September of iOS-related podcasts, wrapping it up, wrapping up the month with uh, talk of the now-released iPhone 5. We have the uh, the gentleman who was lucky enough to review it for us. Jason Snell is here today. Yes, I am the lucky fellow. You're the lucky fellow. I, how, how many I words? I worked all weekend. E- extensive review, 3,500 <laughs> words, was yeah, that's it? That's pretty, pretty light for me. Very, but very in-depth. <laughs> Very, uh, very thorough. I haven't read it. Is the iPhone any good? It's. Uh, I, I can't answer that question. You got to read it. I don't want to give you. A, I don't want to spoil it. Oh well, then I guess I'll. I, I, I guess <laughs> I'll uh, scan it quickly while we're talking here. Um, when we when we talked about the iPhone at its unveiling, it seems like it was a thousand years ago. It was actually only uh, two weeks, two podcasts ago. We we um, you know talked about what uh, some of the features were then. Now that you've had a chance to actually use it and hold it in your hand and 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 make it your own phone. Um, What's changed from your initial impressions of the phone versus uh, n- versus now? Well, I, one of the things that's changed is the uh, is the uh, uh, black phone. I, I the phones that I tested uh, or picked up at the Apple event were um, silver and white models, and the one that I bought myself was the black model. And I hadn't actually realized just how different it looks. It feels very different from the the iPhone 4s. The uh, the, the the silver and white model has the silver uh, metal ring around it, and then the white on the glass. The black model doesn't have that silver ring. It's a black, uh, it's a black metal ring around mm-hmm. it, and uh, and uh, Apple calls it slate, and it's uh, it's gorgeous. I I think the the black phone, I I love the black phone. Other people want the white phone, and that's fine. I'm reminded of that statement about uh, why they make two ice cream flavors, so that. I can have good ice cream, and you can have that terrible ice cream mm-hmm. that you like. It's uh, for me. I think it's there's no doubt that the black one is the is the is the most beautiful one. But it, your it, mileage may vary. It's safe to say you'll never go back. Then, y- well, who knows what mm-hmm. what might be next? But yes, let's right. let's let's say that I like the the, the power of the dark side, so okay. the, the black phone. And then generally, it's I didn't you know uh, really put it in my pocket at the Apple event because the burly men would wrestle me to the ground. And mm-hmm. frog marched me out of the building, so I it it feels uh, perfectly fine in my pocket. It, the, the extra length doesn't make any difference, uh, and it still surprises me how thin and light it is. Uh, I was I was yeah. going to ask about the weight because that seems to be everyone I talk to who actually goes to the the Apple Store and picks one up uh, is shocked by how how lightweight it feels. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's it's um surprising i think especially if you've had a 4 or a 4s it's surprising that it uh that apple could make it lighter and thinner i think that was really what got to me is i i just didn't think there was much there i think it would be i assumed it would be an imperceptible kind of thing that they would make the claim and say it was a few grams less and it was thinner by something and that you wouldn't really be able to tell the difference and you can tell at, at, at even at this scale where there there isn't a whole lot more space or weight to give 
this product is noticeably thinner and lighter. Is it? Does it take any sort of adjustment? Like the first time you pick up the phone, do you sort of heave it off into the the air? It feels like, like you're on the moon or something. I'd say it feels a little bit like a prop phone. They, they, uh-huh. It's like a, a you know paper phone. That when the when the uh, iPad was introduced, we had a we had a, a foam core mock-ups made of that, where there was a the picture from Apple on the front and the back, and then it was foam, and so it was this kind of ridiculously light thing. Couldn't possibly be that light. This is what the iPhone five sort of feels like: is a foam core mock-up, mm-hmm. uh, and not. The, not real actual electronics inside. Interesting. Um, I, I I don't think we can uh, talk about the the design and appearance of the phone without talking about um, some of the scuffing that people have reported. Not you because it hasn't scuffed for you. No. No. Whereas on Twitter, uh, I have a Twitter friend, and he went to one of the Apple stores, and every model they brought out was was kind of flawed out of the box. Yeah. He, he was saying, uh, that's not good. And yeah. if you get if you get one with a ding in it, I think you should take it back. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a that's a. They, Apple can say, and Phil Schiller is quoted as saying that, that this stuff, uh, you know, materials scuff when they're out in the world. That's what happens. Big surprise. That's true. Um, if there's something going on in the manufacturing process where this stuff is uh, coming out with marks on it, that's not good. Mm-hmm. And if there's something going on with the manufacturing process that makes these uh, particularly prone to to uh, cos- cosmetic damage, then you know that might be a bigger deal. I, I all I can say is that I haven't seen it. Cases really became kind of prominent with the iPhone four and with the antenna issue because that that sort of helped mitigate that. Is this another instance where uh, one of the one of the ways to protect it from from scuffing is to just get a case? Sure. Mm-hmm. You if you cover it with you you know. <laughs> It will cover it. Yeah. So whatever is pristine underneath will be something you never see. Yeah. It's but true. it will keep it pristine. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, you know, keeping your couch wrapped in plastic so that no marks are ever on the couch. That's great. You'll be sitting on a plastic couch then. So I mean, that's the trade-off. I don't have an, uh, a case on my phone, mm-hmm. and if it and if it gets a little beat up, then that's fine with me because that's what happens. Because it's, it's a, way a of the phone. World. It's a way of the world. It's a phone. I would rather look at it and see all of it rather than stick it in a case and keep it as light and thin as possible. But, uh, you know, again, your mileage may vary. If it bothers you, um, the, put a case on it. Yeah. So the display is probably the, the most prominent, noticeable physical feature of the of the iPhone, I think it's safe to say. A physical feature, yeah. 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 I mean, it's the, taller. Yeah. You've had a chance to now use the screen with uh, presumably both apps that have been rewritten to take advantage of, of the larger screen as well as apps that are, are not yet uh, native to the iPhone 5. What's that experience been like for you? It, um, well, it varies. There are apps where I don't really notice the uh, the screen height so much. It's just a list that's a little bit longer. Um, there are other apps that have been redesigned to really kind of fill that space that were cramped before. And I know that's a fine distinction to make, but I, I think that's where I notice it is apps where there's a lot of stuff on the screen now have more room for them, whereas an app that used to show you five items and now shows you six and a half items in a list view is a lot less functional. It's it's it, You don't notice it as much. Even if, yay, you can see more tweets in your Twitter client, it's not as big a deal as as uh, an app that might be more crowded. So I'm seeing it there. Like Even Apple took their weather app and added a whole other row of information, which is an hourly forecast that wasn't there before. Uh, so 
I'm, I'm noticing that. And then there aren't that many apps that I actively use that haven't been updated hmm. because I think every developer moved quickly to get their stuff updated as, as uh, just to get it out there for iPhone 5 users. It's not ideal. Um, the, uh, uh, the black bars at the top and the bottom of those apps sort of fade away into the blackness of the screen. You kind of don't notice it uh, too much, especially on the black phone. Um, it does reorient where the virtual keyboard is. It makes it higher on these short screen apps than on the tall screen apps. Uh, and that's a little bit annoying. But, you know, it's fine. It's it's not that big a deal. Okay. If, if, if most of your apps were not updated, you would not freak out. I'll, I'll give an example here and you can, you can, when I, um, when I inadvertently launch an iPhone app on my iPad, I will sometimes uh, shriek in horror when the the tiny little window appears. It's not that it's kind not, of experience. No, it's not like okay. that. So it, I it's, don't so, shriek. So I won't be shrieking. It's okay. Well, that will be a relief to no, my family. No, you might notice. You might even not notice. But it's otherwise. It's it's just as if the screen got a little shorter. A few more questions about the the physical phone. How big an adjustment is the lightning adapter? Uh, lightning adapter. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's the other major physical thing. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, the small adapter, so uh, your uh, old cables won't work. And I have collected, as I think most iPhone users have and iOS users, I've collected a huge number of dock cables over the years. I could let Rapunzel down from her tower yeah. with all my dock cables. Yeah. And now that I'm, I've suddenly thrown back to the early days of the dock connector where I could only charge my iPod in one place because I only had the one. And if I wanted to go uh, from home to work and charge my or sync my iPod at work, I would need to unplug the cable and carry it with me. Uh, we've Oh, no, the heartache. But, it, you know, it's it's annoying. Um, because I've got this collection, I, I can easily find a dock cable anywhere. So it's a, it's a it's a change, and you know I am imagining that this cable will stay with us for a long time, and uh, and so and go on other devices. We'll, like yeah, exactly. Touch in about a month. And, yeah, and and eventually and, a new iPad, mm-hmm. and and uh, we'll ca- gather more of them around. And um, but in the meantime, yeah, I mean I know people who are buying the twenty dollar. You know, cable buying an extra cable or two at, at at the Apple Store. I you know I did that, and uh, just because I wanted to have a cable at work and at home. So it's a it's a little annoying, but uh, Apple users have had it good for the last seven years, and that Apple has stuck with that uh, basic connector technology for for all that time. Um, although I, I I was reminded, and I mentioned in the article that they did switch their method of charging the devices midstream right. uh, away from FireWire, and 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 so it's not as if there hasn't been a oh, a, re- a transition when the FireWire chargers all start, stopped working with new phones. I mean, people and iPods, people got upset about that too. Right, so, but generally, that. the connector has stayed the same for seven years, and now it's time for a change and hopefully this one will last seven or longer is there any um uh i mean in our last podcast two weeks ago we talked about some of the reasons apple made the change for design uh purposes as well is there any practical um uh advantage to to lightning in terms of data transfer now, the connector being maybe, smarter may, or... maybe there's more headroom um in the long run to make it faster but really the advantages to lightning are that it's much smaller um, and it's actually much easier to uh, plug in because it uh, it you can't put you can't plug it in the wrong way. And I can't tell you how many times I p- tried to plug in the dock connector to my device and plugged it in the wrong way, and then especially because it, it fades. And, the the little thing yeah. that tells you which way to plug it in fades over yeah, time. Exactly. So uh, I was happy to not um, 
to to not have that issue anymore. And it and it does plug solidly. It doesn't feel like it's going to fall out, which I think is also a really good uh, a good thing that it's it feels more solid than the than the old dock connector. But it's much smaller. It's a very different experience. Did, did you get a chance to use any of the adapter um, uh, for? Uh uh, that ties the the new lightning connector with the the old uh, old accessories. That, that that nope no. Well then, let's cross that. Uh, is, is that even out yet? I don't. Think, I I don't know. I, I, don't, I I'm not I, sure that's actually I even available. Heard it's hard to come by. Yeah. I don't know. If it's I haven't available. seen it. Okay. I'll tell you what is faster though, or you'll tell me what's faster huh. is the phone itself is uh, because of the processor and also the um, the. Uh, uh, Connectivity. Yeah, the the processor is faster. Uh, if you run various synthetic tests on it, it's faster. It does feel faster. There's less of a lag when you launch an app. Um, swiping was never really not smooth on the iOS, but it's a little more smooth even so um, with this processor. So that's good, and and the graphics power is stronger, and basically more powerful stuff will be able to run on this thing. Um, I think that the what will impact people more is the LTE networking that's in the iPhone now. So it supports in the U.S. on Verizon, AT&T, and Sprint in areas that are have LTE coverage. There's a lot of them for Verizon and some of them for AT&T and not very many for Sprint right now. Um, LTE networking is really fast. And if you are in a good LTE zone, it's almost um, imperceptible from, indistinguishable from uh, Wi-Fi. It, it, wow. It's as if you're on your home internet, except you're out in the middle of the street getting hit by a car if you get out of the street, <laughs> but on the sidewalk, let's say. And, and, and you'd have a good, because you're, you're looking at your phone saying, boy, this is fast. Oh, no, it's a bus. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you don't dear. want to, don't do that. No. But, uh, but it, it is amazing. Here in San Francisco, on Verizon and AT&T, I tried it out, and uh, and the speed is remarkable. And so I think for most people, that's going to be the big thing is with no change to your phone contract, it's not like you have to upgrade to an LTE plan that costs more. With no change to your contract, it's a lot, a lot faster. I, I, I was measuring it was some uh, downloads were in the range of four or five times as fast as on my iPhone 4S. So Goodness. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, they talked about iOS 6 in last week's podcast. No one invited you and me to participate in that. But uh, you can't really use the iPhone 5 without uh, using iOS 6. What, what are you your impressions there? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I deferred in my review. I just deferred to Dan Morin's review. So I, I refer you to the previous podcast about that. Mm. iOS 6 is fine. It's not as, as huge a step, I think, as iOS 5. Um, there's some nice things in it. The Maps app is great. The Maps data is great if you're in certain places and bad if you're in others, as everybody knows. You know, iOS 6 is your only choice if you want an iPhone 5. Um, uh, I don't I don't really have a problem with it. I like some of the new features. I like the Do Not Disturb uh, feature so that, that uh, random calls and texts in the middle of the night don't wake me up. Um, the, the that passbook app, I still don't really understand it. I haven't used that for anything yet. Though you can go to a Giants game I, soon. That's with it. that's that's what I hear. That's yeah. what I hear. But I, I'm still waiting on that. Uh, but generally, um, you know, I haven't. I've been using iOS five or six for a little while, and it's been it's been fine. I, I it's it's 
just little little bits here and there that are upgraded. So one of my, um, if I were to have a complaint about the about my iPhone experience, it would actually be the phone part of it. I yeah. uh, uh, phone calls not always great to me. I I use an iPhone four. I'm kind of in an AT and T dead zone. I just moved. It's not been pleasant for me. Is the phone improved in the iPhone five? It seems so. I, I don't use my iPhone as a phone very much. I have mm-hmm. to I have to admit, but I did make uh, some calls as a part of testing this for the review. And you know, Apple's got three microphones on it now. So there's a there's a noise canceling microphone, and then there are these beam forming microphones. And the idea is trying to get out the outside noise and make your the voice that's being sent over the line clearer. The people I talked to said that I sounded. Uh, extremely clear, even uh, walking down a busy street. Um, and I've had that experience, too. One, one thing, if you use headphones to talk on your iPhone, you're not getting the full experience. If you're ever in a uh, – here's a tip. If you're ever in a really noisy place and, and the person you're talking to on the phone is uh, uh, complains that they can't understand you, um, go back to the old traditional hold the phone against your head and try that because the iPhone actually does a really good job, much better than most headphones and headsets at uh, – at doing noise canceling, and the iPhone 5 seems to do a, a a pretty good job at that too. So they seem to have improved that in certain carriers, mostly in Europe and Australia. There's this uh, wideband audio thing that they're trying out, which is also called HD Voice. Apple doesn't call it that, but um, that's an attempt to make the the call sound better, have it sound more like a FaceTime call or a Skype call instead of like a crackly old telephone call. Um, but in the U.S., uh, Sprint's experimented with a little bit, but basically nobody's doing it in the U.S. And it feels to me like this is one of those things that, you know, maybe will catch on in a few years and we'll finally have, uh, you know, phone calls that sound better than the, the standard that was put into place like 100 years ago. Something to look forward to in the iPhone 5S then. Well, I, I, I think actually it's more about the carriers, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if there yeah. are enough iPhone 5s out there, that may motiv- motivate – and enough, enough other phones that support HD voice, that might motivate carriers carriers to put this uh, technology in place. And the way it works is you've got to have two phones that support it talking to each other. And then when they talk to each other, that uh, conversation sounds better. Uh, I think we'll get there, whether it's with this or whether it's voice over LTE. I think we'll get to the point where finally phone calls sound way better than they do now because we're still sort of rooting them through the old telephone system uh, st- quality standards. Hey, one other thing you had to adjust to, the new head f- the headphone has moved, or the jack. Rather. Headphone jack is on the bottom now. Mm. How's that transition I keep, been? I keep taking it out of my pocket and, and looking at the, trying to push a button that isn't there and looking at the back of the phone. I keep, I, I, you just have to break the habit that, that uh, you pull it out and you sort of flip it, flip it the other direction now. Um, and I haven't, I haven't gotten used to that yet, but mm-hmm. I imagine uh, I'll train myself before too long to flipping it the other way. But otherwise, I mean, I always put it in my pocket with the headphone jack facing up out of my pocket. So the difference is now that uh, it's, uh, it's button up instead of button down in that configuration. So you just have to – it literally is which way do you flip it when you pull it out of your pocket. It's a hard habit to break, as the poet Peter Cetera Peter, once Peter said. Peter Cetera, thank you. Um, yes, 25 or 6 to 4. <laughs> That's what I say. What's your favorite iPhone 5 feature? Pick one. Wow. You can only pick one. Favorite iPhone 5 feature. Well, you know, the the, the black color mm. might be. Uh, the, the screen is beautiful, 16 by 9, uh, really color rich. 
So I, I might say the screen, I'm very happy that the FaceTime camera on the front is now uh, HD. I mean, it's just like a 720p camera, but it's way better than the old lousy camera that was in it. Um, geez, what is my favorite feature? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the screen is my favorite feature just because it is a better screen. It's it's brighter and more saturated color. The color is just kind of beautiful on it, and there's more of it. And when apps take advantage of that, you can really tell the difference. I'm I'm you know I like the screens on the giant uh, not giant but on the, on the larger Win uh, uh, Windows phones or uh, Android phones, um, uh, but the phones seem kind of crazy crazy large and i think this is an interesting compromise that it's it's still recognizably an iphone it doesn't uh it's not like super wide body phone but uh there's more on the screen and that's nice is there a feature that you're less impressed with or that you wish would have spent more time in the lab cooking or or that uh that that you don't really care for huh you know I don't know. There are a lot of features that that I, I kind of shrug at. I mean, obviously, HD voice has no impact on my life. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, some people tell me that the external speaker is better. If it is, it doesn't matter because it's still not very particularly good. Um, the camera on the back is a an upgrade, but not a major upgrade. Same number of megapixels. It's a little better. Blacks are better. A little better in low light. Less noisy. Um, sapphire covering the lens, but. No, I don't know. There are a bunch of features that are that are really incremental and that don't get me excited. I'm not sure there's a feature that that uh, I'd say is a is a stinker. It's more like some of them advance the ball, and some of them are you know not that. And exciting. some of them just don't ring your bell. Yeah, exactly. Some people might like that sapphire cover lens. Some people might. I, I if would, I drop my phone on it, yeah, yeah. I, I might like it too. But yeah. but you know, the camera is just a minor. It's just a minor upgrade. Okay. And in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big a deal. And so we always come down to this question whenever we, we have one of these iPhone uh, podcasts. Who should upgrade? Who should upgrade? Um, I think Apple really does gauge its product development based on the fact that most of its users, especially in the U.S., are on a two-year cycle. And I think they, they feel that realistically for a product that costs what the iPhone does unlocked, you know, most people aren't going to replace it every year. And and so I always try to think of where it fits compared to the iPhone 4 and the 3GS. Yeah, I've got an iPhone 4. Yeah. What, what does this do for me? I think, I think people who can get an iPhone 5 for that subsidized price who've got a 4 or a 3GS should upgrade. The 4S is a harder case because those are going to be non-subsidized upgrades and it's better but it's closer right uh, you know but two steps it's it's noticeably faster and thinner and lighter and and the camera is better than the four i mean it's better than the four in in almost every measure by a lot by a whole lot so i think it's a relatively easy upgrade for people with a 3gs or a four um if you've got a 4s you know unless you really i, I think lte is the thing that would push somebody to to do uh, 4s if they've got a or upgrade from a 4s if they're living in a place where LTE is everywhere and they they are infuriated by how slow their data connection is I think that that might be the thing that pushes you over the edge but 
I think primarily the people upgrading to this phone are, are people with 3GSs and 4s. And yeah. for them, it's easy. And that's all I care about yeah. because that affects me. It affects you directly. And, and for my wife who's still clinging to an iPhone 3G, it's going to be like emerging oh. from a cave, I would assume. I, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is the war over? Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to switch presumably out of AT&T since you yes. don't get service at Pre- your house. Precisely. And I'm going to stay with AT&T because I, I'm one of those people who doesn't get Verizon at my house. And mm. you really... I had somebody ask me about this. It's like, well, you're at home. It's like, well, yeah, but people still call me on my cell phone, and I would like it to ring if if at all possible. So yeah. uh, for me, Verizon's not an option. And I mentioned that in the review that it's actually a little frustrating because AT&T is the carrier that, in the U.S. that's playing games with features. They've blocked FaceTime over cellular from running on the iPhone unless you sign up for one of their mobile share plans. And there's not a lot, a lot of logic to that because I'm paying for my data specifically, and they won't block Skype, but they're blocking FaceTime. And likewise, personal hotspot, you have to pay more for or go on that plan. And it's a little frustrating to me. Uh, That said, I get AT&T at my house and I don't get the other carriers, so I'm I'm stuck. But for you... It's I, good news. You can go to Verizon, and if, yeah, assuming you get good ca- coverage I, of Verizon at I your do, house. I do. I'm actually I'm thinking of Sprint huh? just because I, I have to give up my unlimited data plan. They've pried, they, they're they going to pry it from my cold, dead hands. Yeah, yeah. although and with you and your wife, you might the, – the, well, the Verizon's plan – the question is, what's the Sprint coverage like? Yeah, if precisely. If it covers you. Yeah, yes. it's all, it all comes down to that, those questions. And when people ask me what carrier should I buy, you know, the, the answer is – difficult because it really, you know, if if I lived on a different block, I might be on Verizon, but I, I don't, so I'm not. And, right. and for you, it's the exact same thing. Exact you, issue. But yeah. Whereas I, I'm, very personal. I've moved into a, a zone where AT&T is not heard of. No idea. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure this is fascinating, our various coverage. Uh, oh. uh, I think everybody else out there is telling us through yeah. the through the radio, through the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, what their situation is. And, exactly. And I, we think that's what you said is also very interesting. I'm nodding sympathetically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no more questions for you. Well, that's good because I, I have no more answers. And I have to finish reading this review. I'm still reading, actually, Dan Morin's iOS 6 review. Well, so. that will take some time. Yeah. Settle in for that one. Yeah. That's an Instapaper job if it was one. I would like to thank you, Jason Snell, for, for stopping by and dropping some iPhone 5 knowledge on us. I'm happy to be here. And you, listener for joining us thank for, you listener for this uh for this weekly podcast we'll be back next week and and who knows maybe we will talk about something other than ios devices <laughs> maybe unlikely but you can hope uh i'm philip michaels this has been the Macworld podcast take care <laughs>